Hey, darling. Welcome to the She's a Creative podcast. Are you a female creative who wants to own your purpose and dominate your creative business? Then this is the podcast for you. I'm Kay, your host and guide to help you on your way to creative freedom and success. All righty. Hey, boo. Hey. So I'm so excited today because I have my homegirl, Kimberly Olson, um, the founder of The Gold Digger Girl on the podcast today. I'm super excited because we're going to be talking about building your brand on social media and multiple streams of income. So hey, Kimberly, thanks for coming on today. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Of course, of course. So I actually was on Kimberly's podcast. Um, it's called, your podcast is The Gold Digger Girl podcast, right? Yep. Yes. So I was on her podcast a few weeks ago, so I'm super excited to have her on my podcast. This is going to be super awesome. So Kimberly, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the Gold Digger Girl? Sure. So I am in, obviously I do several different things, which we're going to talk about today, but how it all came about is I found myself in a corporate America, like most moms with two small children. They were one in three at the time, and I wasn't seeing them a lot. I would spend about two hours in traffic a day or longer, get home, be exhausted, right? And about 45 minutes of quality time with them. And it was really taking a toll on me because I started missing things, you know, parties at school, Elisa's first steps, you know, all those really important things to a mom. And so my, my work has always been my focus. I love working. But as a mom, you get to this point where you think, okay, that I'm never going to be able to get that back, you know? And so I started feeling guilty resentful and just wanting a way, a different way. I just did not want to be on the corporate ladder anymore. So I prayed a lot about it and just kind of waited for something to show me what else I could do because I had tried different things. I wasn't new to being an entrepreneur, but I'd never done anything enough to be able to do it full time. And so I, through that process, I actually fell into direct sales or network marketing, which I was always the girl who said, I would never do that. I don't want to bother my friends and be that annoying person. So I said, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it on my terms and I'm going to do it in a way that's genuine to me. And so very slowly in the nooks and crannies of my day, early in the morning, late at night, I actually worked on my business and I learned, you know, how do you build real relationships with people and build up your brand? And so through the process of growing my network marketing business, I discovered a lot about showing up authentically and people were really responding to it. They started asking for more and I started just listening and serving and it just grew very quickly to be honest. And a couple months ago, I actually walked away from corporate America permanently. So I do this full time now. Yeah. And I love it. I'm obsessed and I just, I love sharing about it. Nice. Um, I th- you, you, you touched on a couple of really key things um, about how you would wake up early or stay up a little later to work. And I think that that's something that people don't realize when they're starting a business, whether it's network marketing or their own, um, you know, entrepreneurial endeavor. Like sometimes, especially at the beginning, when you still have your day job, you're gonna have to sacrifice your time somewhere. And so I like how you just kind of brought that to light that that was something that you did. And you had two kids at, like at the time. So like, I can only imagine how tough that was, you know, to have two kids, two small kids at that, and then mm-hmm. still try to run your business in the morning and in the, in the evening. So yeah. Um, can you tell us like what exactly the gold digger girl does? Yeah. So I am in network marketing, like I said, but as far as my brand goes, I do a lot of coaching with other people in direct sales, network marketing, maybe they have an Etsy shop. So kind of entrepreneurial categories. And I teach them how to build their brand, their personal brand authentically and genuinely on social media. So that way they can show up and serve people, educate, and again, move away from that being spammy and things like that. So I am in network marketing. I do small group coaching. 
So I'll take people through a six week or eight week bootcamp process. So yes, I can be tough when I need to be. And it's all about accountability, right? And being in that group setting, but also to have somebody kind of light the fire under you, but show you the way. A lot of these girls are just, they just want this to work so, so badly for their families. But like you said, they're not having someone say, then you need to get up earlier or sorry, you can't go to sleep until you do these five things. You know, they need somebody to tell them that. And so I do small group coaching. I do workshops on specific topics. I do private coaching. I do, I published a book last month. So I I write. And then most recently I launched a mastermind, which I haven't had a chance to tell you about. Yeah. And so I've got about a hundred girls in there. And so the mastermind is just a membership program. And so it's a way for me to basically be, I call it their virtual upline, somebody they can hold on to to lead them and say, girl, you, I, I'm, I got your back. I'm here to help you because a lot of them feel really lost. So it's been a whirlwind, but I wouldn't take any of it back. It's been awesome. <laughs> so I'm over here smiling because like, I wish people could see you. Like you seem like you're, you're so sweet. Like even when you're talking to me, like you're so sweet. I can only imagine you saying like, oh, you know, I'm sorry, but you're not gonna be able to sleep tonight. Like, <laughs> so hilarious to me like just just like knowing like because I feel like I know you like from as much as we've talked and everything it's just like I can't imagine you telling someone like okay so sorry you're not gonna sleep but no big deal like we're gonna go and get this like we're gonna go and hit this right this goal but I think that's something that's gonna be important for people is having that person and um I did a podcast episode about having a coach um and so basically for you for those of the folks ah Lord, I can't talk. For those of you that don't understand what an upline is, an upline is basically just somebody that is a team leader or like coaching Mm -hmm. you through your process through network marketing. Um, And so we can kind of say that basically in the entrepreneurial realm, that would be your coach. And so I've Mm -hmm. talked about the importance of having a coach and it doesn't matter what field of business you're in, or even if you're an employee, like you should have a coach or a mentor, someone that's helping you through the process. So um, I think that's really cool that you have this mastermind where you're doing this for other women that need this help and that need, you know, that are kind of struggling through their journey. So, um, so what have you found is your biggest struggle in starting and having multiple income streams? Because I'm hearing that not only are you in, um, you know, network marketing, but you're also an author. You have your masterminds, your workshops, all these different things. What do you find is your struggle in starting and having these different income streams? Because a lot of people are, are multi-passionate, you know, and they want to do all these different things, but it's, it's kind of overwhelming. Like I have four different businesses and I see that you have probably about three or four as well. Mm-hmm. So how do you kind of balance having all these businesses and just keeping it all together? Yeah, I have this notebook. I call it my parking lot. And in here, anything that comes up, I write it in here. I have this, it's about a year old. So anytime I think of an idea, I put it in here and I call it my parking lot, meaning I can't address that right now because I'm in the middle of something right now. Because what people tend to do is go, oh, LinkedIn? Oh, cool. I'm going to go over to LinkedIn. And then they go over to LinkedIn and then somebody posts something about building your business on Instagram. They're like, oh, Instagram? Okay. And they never finished the LinkedIn. And so they weren't successful on the LinkedIn. They're not successful on the Instagram. And then they're going, this doesn't work. So what I do is I master one thing at a time. So I'm actually doing a book writing workshop because, well, it's fresh in my mind. I say hot, hot off the press. But the reason why I'm doing it is because I got my book to number one on Amazon in three categories because I studied it beforehand. I looked and I researched and I read and I said, okay, if I'm going to launch this book, what do I have to do to make it number one? Instead of just writing a book and publishing it, right? And so when I showed up on Instagram earlier this year, I studied just Instagram. So what I would encourage people to do 
whatever's on your heart, write it all down. Have a place where you can creatively write it down because you're going to forget. But also entrepreneurs are very multidimensional. We're creative. We're, you're never just going to have that one idea. There's always going to be tons of things going on in your mind, which is awesome. But we've got to channel it. So write them all down. Have a place for them so you can let that pressure off of my, my baby, my idea is not gone. It's just going to be put in the parking lot for now. And then pick one thing at a time and crush it. Pick one thing and say, I'm going to dominate that. Whatever that looks like for you as a person, but I'm going to pick that one thing. I'm going to study it. I'm going to master it. You get yourself in some coaching. You get yourself in a program on that one category or niche or topic, and you learn it inside and out. Roll it out. Once it's up and running, then you can go on to something else. So all these things we're talking about that I do now, I didn't do them all at once. If I would have tried to do all this at once, I would have done it none of them successfully and I wouldn't be having this conversation with you. So one at a time. And I know that's so hard. I get it. I'm a very creative person and I know it's your mind just goes and goes and goes, doesn't it? Yes. You know, and, <laughs> and I love the whole parking lot thing because like you said, as creatives, as entrepreneurs, whatever you are, you're going to have a million and one ideas, but the key is to not try to do them all simultaneously, like at one time. And like, I'm, I'm a living with testimony of that one because I definitely tried to start multiple things at one time and I hit a, I hit a block. Like I hit a point that I was like, okay, I can't sustain all this at this at this speed, you know, at the same time. And so I love that whole parking lot. And I think I'm going to start a running list too. I have a running list, but it's like, I, I labeled it a to-do list as if I had to do it presently. But I like the idea of I'm not doing this at the moment. I'm writing this down. So I don't forget this great idea to come back to later. And the key is to focus on that one thing that I want to dominate at right now and get that mm -hmm. done, get that going and where it can, where it's kind of sustaining itself. You know, you, you have your systems in place. It's, it's a little more foolproof, I guess. And then right. you can move on to the next idea. So that was, that was a great tip for people. Cause I know that there are a lot of creatives that are listening that have these ideas or want to start multiple businesses or have already started multiple businesses. And so just being able to know that like, okay, let me just put this idea on hold. You know, I have the idea. We'll wait until I finish what I'm doing now and then come back to those. That makes so much more sense. I don't know why people like you would think that's something that's kind of intuitive, but it's actually it's not. not. No, no, I did that with my fit cam brand I had before the Bulldogger girl. And, and one thing you mentioned too, I think it's important to, to elaborate on is it's okay to let things go or put them on hold. So if you did start a bunch of things at once, you're like, I'm doing nothing right. Write them all down and, and prioritize them on, okay, what it, what is giving me the biggest bang for my buck? Got to pay the bills, right? But also where am I serving my audience that they're wanting me to? Because sometimes we create things because we think it's going to be so great. I have this program. Oh my gosh, okay, you're going to laugh. It's called 21 Days to a New You. And it was audio. It was every day you were supposed to listen to this audio that I created. I created this whole program. I thought it was so awesome. It's going to transform people's health. Yeah. And my aunt, my aunt-in-law bought it like one person because oh. I didn't find out <laughs> You're like, Oh, I'll buy it from you. But I, I didn't find out what my audience wanted. You know, they didn't, that's not what they needed or wanted. Right. And so figure out what are those things that you have going on that are, that are people are responding to and really really do everything you can to exhaust that one thing. Are there different ways you can repurpose it? Could you market it differently? Could you, um, you know, format it in a, in a different package? What could you do with that one thing? And then maybe look at your list and the three things on the bottom, you either ditch them or you put them back in the parking lot and say, I'm just going to hold off on that for now. And I promise you, no one's going to go, Oh, why'd she stop doing that? There's people who they don't even know what they ate for lunch yesterday. Like we, it's too much going on all the time. No one's going to be worrying about it. You didn't fail. 
Um, it's just part of the process. It's, it's learning and growing, and you need to grow with your brand. So sometimes your, your brand kind of grows organically, and you're like, oh, I got to hold on, right? So you have to kind of go with it and see what your audience needs. And then and focus on those things, and it it will it will point you in the right direction for sure. If you're feeling lost, I think something important that you keep saying um, is that we need to be mindful of our audience. Um, mm-hmm. And like with the course that you created, and only your aunt bought it. It's just like, <laughs> hey, you know, we can't just put something out there for the sake of putting it out there. You mm-hmm. know, just because we think it's a good idea doesn't mean that's what our audience wants. So it's important for us to kind of be in tune with what our audience is actually asking for, or what questions they have, what pain points that we can solve, and how can we add value in those areas. And you know, you're going to be able to insert your creativity in that space, but don't like create something out of thin air and think it's just going to work because that's not how brands work like <laughs> it just doesn't work like it's, it's not just what you want it's what your audience your consumers your clients it's what they want so thank you for kind of hitting on that and since we're talking about like our audience and everything I know that you've built a lot on social media um, on your Instagram and on Facebook so I just want to know like how have you used those things to build your business your brands and which social media I guess do you prefer well, I, I love Instagram, but I started most everything on Facebook. The benefit of Facebook is that I do a lot in groups. So whenever you sign up for a boot camp or something, everything I do is hands-on. So it's me every week showing up actively, like the webinars live that week. It's not pre-recorded stuff that you work through um, on an independent website that you log into. So Facebook has really worked well for me. It's just how I am, and I want that connection. I want to get to know my people and help them. And so Facebook has really worked for the format of what I'm doing as far as building your brand up uh, Instagram. What's amazing about Instagram is you can really stand out. So many people are not utilizing Instagram properly. They're spamming They're You know, as soon as you, sp- you accept, you follow them, they'll send you a message about, Hey, you want to get on my email list? Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for saying that. I can't. Yeah, so everybody doing that. Stop. Yes. Oh. Thank you so much. I have <laughs> clients because I do social media management. I have clients oh, cool. that, and I'm like, please, like, I, I cannot work with you if you're going to do that. Like, mm-hmm. that is so horrible. I unfriend people. I, I, I mark people as spam if they do that. It's just so horrible. Like, that's the worst way to build a relationship. It by. is spam, though. Yeah. So you, you're not doing anything wrong. So what is spamming? Okay, so what I always tell people, the, the reason why direct sales and network marketing has such a bad reputation is because people unsolicited you, unsolicited will ask you to join their business. So I grew up, well, I grew up in Michigan, but I lived in Grand, Grand Rapids, Michigan, where Amway is from. Amway used to be the big, big direct sales. You would be pumping gas and somebody would walk up to you and say, you look like the type of person who could be very successful and try to get you to come to a meeting. I mean, it was ridiculous. So the reason why that has had that reputation and we, we people like me are working to elevate the industry and show, no, it's a real profession, is that it's unsolicited. That's why we get annoyed by it. Well, if you're on Instagram, and you follow somebody and somebody follows you and you send them a message, hey, you want to get in my email list to get my thing or you want my freebie or do you want to get in my group or hey, if you know anybody who wants to trade Bitcoin or whatever it's called, like no, because that's unsolicited. I always tell people you cannot prospect somebody until they've given you permission. You have to earn the right to share your opportunity with somebody. So like you said earlier, Kay, you have to find people's pain points, you know, so if you're, how would you know somebody's pain points by that? So we're going off on tangent, but it's legit with Instagram. You can stand out because there's so many people who are doing that. I pulled my, my messenger on um, Instagram and it's 90% more or more is fan like that. So if you can show up and build real relationships with people, get to know the other people following you and actually 
find some people that um, would be a good fit for what you have to offer and get to know them, then you can have permission to reach out to them and connect. So Instagram, I like it because Facebook, I'll be honest, I've been in Facebook jail a couple times only because I'm so active. You know, I'm not like going and doing anything weird like spamming or friending to many people, but I'm just so active on it. Like you'll say you're over tagging, which it's all good. Um, learn through the process, but I have been in, I've been in Facebook jail a couple of times. So I think it's really important to build on a couple platforms. So you really want to get one down. You don't want to try to be on everything like we talked about, but I love, uh, Facebook is where I predominantly, um, market the most and do most of my business because of the group setting. And then I, my secondary is Instagram, uh, for sure. And I, like I said, I like how you can stand out on Instagram. Nice. Okay. So since we're talking about that, um, what is it that you're doing as far as connecting with people? Because I think that's where people struggle the most. Like, like we were talking about, people are so quick to, as soon as they follow you, to spam them with something that you, that's very generic. How do you make yourself stand out amongst all those people that are sending, you know, hey, join my team. Hey, do this. Hey, you know, do you want to sign up for my email list? How do you kind of make yourself stand out? So what I do is I don't try to be all things to all people. I try to connect with a few people at a time and I actually will stay on their account. So I'll turn on their notifications. So every time they post, I get notified. And what's nice about Instagram, if you're over on Facebook or in your email, it'll tell you, hey, Kay posted. So you can actually really stay current with people that you're getting to know. And then I'll go pay attention to what they're doing. So I'll look at their stories, I'll watch their posts and I'll see what's going on in their lives. You know, are they a mom as well? Obviously, naturally I connect with other moms, other entrepreneurs like you, what do they have in common with me? And so I'll of course make sure I'm, I'm not reaching out to, you know, old dudes or something like it's going to be people that <laughs> <laughs> make sense for me to have a connection with, obviously. Um, but those kind of people that would be a good uh, person for me to have a connection with. So I actually get to know them first. So to the point where when I, if I do reach out in messenger or it's going to be me commenting on their stuff, when I reach out in messenger, they're going to recognize my name by them. I've commented enough on their stuff. They see them viewing their stories. I follow them. Obviously by the time I reach out messenger, they're like, Oh yeah, I've seen her name before. I seen her. I recognize her little picture. And before you reach out, you should know about them. How many kids do they have? Are they boys or girls? Do they work from home? You should be able to know that. If you don't know enough about them to reach out, um, then you need to do your homework a little bit more and look through their, their posts and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a process. It takes time. But I can tell you, I build real relationships on Facebook and Instagram um, because I genuinely want to get to know that person. Like you, if I met you in real life, I would feel like, there's my girl. Like, let's have some coffee. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I've never met you before. Like we've connected. So I think people have to remember that even though it's on social media, it's still real people. So how would you act at a party? How would you act if you ran into them at your kid's school function? Be a real normal person and don't make it weird. And it <laughs> exactly. And I think something that is, um, that you just said, like, you feel like if you, if we went for coffee, you knew me. And I think if we take that same approach just with anything, like, would you invite this person to coffee? Would you, would you mm. feel comfortable sitting down mm. with this person at coffee? And if you don't, then you need to do your research. You need to do your homework. You need to kind of check in more, you know, and, and build that relationship. And something that I tell people all the time, is like, make sure you're responding to comments, make sure that you're commenting on other people's posts, you know, make sure that you're liking, making sure that you're engaging with people. Because if you don't, and then you send them this random DM, they're going to be like, okay, who are you? Like, why should I talk to you? And you're probably going to get deleted or blocked or whatever. And you just ruined a probably perfectly good relationship because you were so focused on yourself. So I think that as 
entrepreneurs, we just have to be in the mindset of giving because we know that we're going to get a return on it. If you, if you give first, like give that value mm-hmm. first, give that connection first. So thanks for sharing that. Cause I think that's going to be something that's really good and kind of insightful for people. Yeah. Um, on that aspect. So, um, what do you think is like one thing or like the number one thing a creative can do to build their brand and their business, whether it's on social media or in person, like, however, like, what do you think is like the one thing that creatives can do to just build? I think the most important thing is to find out what people want. And so, so a homework assignment I like to give is to call your three, three closest friends or voice message them and say, Hey, when you think of me and you need something advice or whatnot, what do you think of? And so what we're looking for is for them to say, you know, when I feel really overwhelmed or disorganized, I'm a hot mess. There's so much going on. I know if I call you, you're going to say, okay, let's, let's prioritize. Let's get a plan. Let's go they come to you for that or do they come to you for advice if they need to be inspired or lifted up they're just feeling kind of down what are people coming to you for you can also do a poll a lot of people don't use this feature right on your personal page you guys i always say this your facebook page your personal page and your instagram is your is your public business page now okay there's no more private or personal if you if you want that you're gonna have to have a second account so on your public personal facebook page there's a poll feature it only lets you give two choices, but do a poll. Ask your ask your followers. Hey, um, when what would you like to what would you like to learn from me? You know, when you think of me and you, my name comes to mind, what do you like to learn from me? What do you want to hear more? You can pull your audience. So just asking people when they think of you. You can also go back and look at your resume. And let's face it, we've all had like ten more jobs that's actually on our resume. <laughs> but when you think about what you've actually done. Everything, Kay, this like gives me chills when I think about it. Every single thing I've done from waitressing to babysitting to selling uniforms to uh, working for a commercial cleaning company and teaching people to clean toilets, every single thing I've done, I use those skills in what I do now. And it actually has helped me to be very successful because of all of it. It's so interesting. So look back and say, well, what did I, when I was a, a librarian, what did I love about that? Well, you loved organizing things. Okay, well, then maybe you could become an organizer. <laughs> like, There's so many different things that you could do. So I think with you building your brand, you have to be known for something. So what is that going to be? It's got to be something you love and you can talk about all day long. So don't say, oh, I saw Kimberly. I heard that interview today with Kimberly. I want to be like her. I'm going to go start coaching people. You need to think about you and who you are and how you show up in the world, not how I do. So you have to be very honest with yourself of what lights your fire, but also how you can serve a need to others. So in Parmer, uh, Parmer Parker Palmer's book, Let Your Life Speak, I always say his name wrong. He says, when your deepest gladness meets the world's greatest need, that's when that's where the magic happens. So when you can figure out people really need something and you just like, oh, it gives me chills. It just makes me so happy to help people. Like I never go to sleep. Like my husband's like, hey, it's one o'clock. You need to go to bed. <laughs> I'm just like, people need me, right? Voice messenger. Um, that's because it lights my fire. So you've got to find something that you could talk about all day long. You're, you're just sleepless because you're so excited about it. Just start asking people, think about it, journal on it. Think about what, really has made you happy and the answer is already there you just have to you just have to discover it Uh, I love that because I feel like it's basically you're saying the number one thing that we need to do to kind of build is to know who we are 
and how we can help other people and what mm -hmm. people are needing from us. And I think that's a really good exercise to ask like your three closest friends. Like when you think of me and you need something, like what would you come to me for? You know, and I think that's something, especially when you're asking your three closest friends or, you know, a sibling or something, you know, people that are really close to you that, yeah. can, that know you. Cause like, it's funny, like you said, with all the jobs and things that I've done previously, like when I asked my mom, what, what, is, what did she see me doing? She always says what I'm doing now. And it's so crazy because That's it's like, so cool. isn't it? And it's like, I went this whole long course to get to where I am today. And she's like, oh yeah, I knew you were going to do something like that. And it's like, <laughs> really mom? <laughs> so, Why can you just tell me that? <laughs> exactly. But you know, it, it's, it's interesting how the people around us can see these things in us. Um, and so I think that that I, I agree. I think that's something that's very important when we're building our brand and, and building our businesses is not to focus on what we see somebody else doing that we like. Um, you know, your zone of genius is going to be different from mine. And, mm -hmm. you know, just because we're talking doesn't mean all of a sudden now I have to do, you know, this mastermind. And I, like, I don't have to do that because mm -hmm. people are coming to me for something that's that I can give them just like people are coming to you for something. So I hope that people understand when they're building their brands and businesses that do what aligns with you and what you're good at and with what people are coming to you for and not just jumping on the bandwagon. And people yeah. do that with all kinds of things like social media platforms, which one should we be on? Because I mean, everyone keeps telling me LinkedIn, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. And I'm like, no, I don't like LinkedIn. I don't want to be on LinkedIn. It's just, it's not for me today, you know, and maybe in a couple of years it might be, but you know, I think that if we focus on one thing, you know, one area and dominate that our business will grow so much bigger and faster if we do that than trying to be everywhere and doing mm -hmm. nothing right. So Absolutely. that was good. That was gold. <laughs> that was gold. Absolutely. Um, so I want you to talk about your book because I've been thinking about it and I, I want you to have a chance to talk about that before we finish this up. So tell us about your All book, right. you know, and the new one you're writing too, because I heard you say you were writing a new one. So tell us about that one. Too. Yes. So I have a book called The Fit Kim Lifestyle that I published years ago. And so uh, through that process, I learned about writing. And so I knew that the key to writing a successful book for anyone who wants to is you've got to write about something that you know really well, but also that hasn't been talked about much, you know, find something new. And so I realized when I got into social media for the first time 10 months ago, which is crazy to think about, but I was exploring social media to build my network marketing business. No one was teaching. No, I should say no one, just a couple people were teaching how to build on social media in a way that I wanted to, you know, I didn't, like I said, it was very important to me not to scam people and things like that. So through the process of learning how to build on social media and started teaching people it, I decided to write a book that if you're brand new in direct sales, so basically anybody who is selling direct. So if you have an Etsy shop and you sell jewelry or you are in a traditional network marketing, so you're selling direct to people and you need to build up on social media and learn how to prospect people. What do you post on social media? All that. I put it in a step-by-step -step guide. So it's called the gold digger girl, how to rock your multi-level marketing, home-based business on social media. So it's designed for people in direct sales and it's, a to Z. I mean, it's everything I did literally to build up my brand, um, build up my business and just, a, just a way and a manual quick read of this is exactly what you need to get started because there isn't really too much out there like that. So it's very, very a small niche for sure. Um, but I've gotten great feedback on it. It hit number one on Amazon in three different categories. Yay. It's really exciting. Um, yeah. So it's on the Kindle, it's in paperback and it's Amazon uh, prime, which I didn't know that was going to happen. And that just made my heart happy because I'm a fan. So yeah, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm pumped. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So everyone needs to go get that because I personally, it doesn't matter if you're in direct sales or not. I think that's a good read for anyone because 
to me, it sounds like a book that's going to teach you how to not be a spammer <laughs> and how to right. grow your brand, which, oh, yeah. which works for anybody, <laughs> you know, it works for anybody. And I'm just, I'm so over spammers and it's just ridiculous. So <laughs> it's called the gold digger girl, right? Uh, just the gold digger. Oh, just the gold digger. Okay, yeah. perfect. And it's by Kimberly Olson. So you guys go get that book. I'll link it in the show notes so that everybody can go and get your copy of that because I'm getting mine. So <laughs> that's that. <laughs> okay. So now it's time for our rapid fire round. So I'm going to ask five questions that I ask. Um, just answer the first thing that comes to mind. Ready? Yep. Okay. What is your favorite food? Smoothies, green ones. Really? Yes. Hands <laughs> down. I love them. Oh, Hands wow. Up. Okay. <laughs> Number two, who do you admire the most? I admire probably Oprah because I read it. I listened to an interview and she said that um, she truly feels content in her life. Mm. And it's, there's not many people who can say that. Like it makes me want to cry. Um, how cool is that? She's yeah. so inspiring. So That's the bomb. Yeah. I love Oprah yeah. too. I think everyone loves Auntie O, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so describe yourself in three words. Excited, oh. energetic, and inspiring. You know what? So many people answer that question, but like, this is the first time that like, I really believed it. Like, Aww, oh yeah, like, thanks. yeah, I can just like, you just exude those words. That was perfect. Okay. <laughs> Um, how many books have you read this year? Since September. Probably 25. Oh my goodness. Oh this yeah. Year? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I read like one a week. That's the bomb. Okay. So which one? Well, audible. Your favorite? audible so. Oh yeah. Audible. Oh yeah. Audible. That counts in my book. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, besides your book, which book is your favorite? <laughs> my favorite, definitely Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. Uh, I just got that book, so um, I'll let you know how I feel about that one. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. Okay, so this is the last question. This is when I ask everyone on the podcast. Um, what does it mean to you to be a female creative? I think it means to be stepping into who I am and, and not apologizing for it. So basically, I, have, I show up, this is who I am, and I hope you love it. And everything I do comes from my heart because I want to serve people. And I think it's really important, especially having two little girls, that I show up and with boldness yes. and, and say, I will, I'm going to, the world is my oyster and why can't I create that I've always wanted? Yes. Totally agree. I love that. That was awesome. So tell us really quick, how can we keep up with you, your website, your social media, all yeah. that good stuff. So my website is called thegolddiggergirl.com. And then on Instagram, it's at thegolddiggergirl. My business page on Facebook is at it's the gold digger girl. If you search that, you'll find it. My name is Kimberly Olson, O-L-S-O-N. You can find me on Facebook if you want to connect. Um, you can click the follow button. I'm, I think I'm maxed out on friends, but please just, if you listen to this and you find me, send me a message. I really truly do like to connect with people, um, honestly. So please message me and just say, Hey, I caught the podcast and I'd love to connect with you. And guys, like, Kimberly does something that's super awesome that I love so much. She voice messages and I love to voice message. That makes me so happy. So like you'll actually get to talk to her, which is the bomb.com. So well, Kimberly, thank you so, so much for being on the podcast. This was so much fun. I'm so glad that we finally got to connect and see each other face to face. Sorry, you guys mm -hmm. couldn't see her, but I can. And she's bomb. <laughs> So. <laughs> You're so welcome. So, so happy to be here and I can't wait to come back. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the She's a Creative podcast. If you enjoyed this, let me know by sharing a review on iTunes or sending me a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and your favorite part. Go follow me on social media to get more inspiration, wisdom, and tips at She's a Creative Podcast or at Mrs. K Hillman on Instagram. And check out the blog at She's a Creative.com. I love you, creative darling, so much. And until next time, keep building your creative dreams.